It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist and host of Dishing Up Nutrition. If you or a family member are experiencing anxiety, then you're going to want to stay tuned. You know, your food and nutrition affect how much anxiety you have. That's kind of a new thought for a lot of people. So we want to help you look at how food and nutrition are related to your anxiety. Yes, we do. Hello, I am Marcy Vasky. I'm a licensed nutritionist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition classes and life-changing nutrition counseling. You know, I know this topic all too well. (laughs) Anxiety. Yes, yes, I think so. (laughs) Yes. From what I've heard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I've really struggled with it my whole life. Um, but over the years, because I'm a nutritionist, I've really learned the direct correlation between food and my own anxiety. So I know that there are certain foods that will increase my anxiety level, and even a lack of some foods will increase my anxiety level. So I bet you're saying, you know, you're kind of looking around and you're asking yourself, am I the only one experiencing anxiety? Right. Well, we often say that. <laughs> right. Or maybe if you're a parent of a teenager, you may wonder, you know, why is my daughter or my son experiencing experiencing so much anxiety or even depression? Yes. So the fact is, anxiety and depression affects 38 million Americans each year. Wow. You know, and sadly, today many of our adolescents are experiencing so much anxiety, they need to drop out of school. And so, you know, we we work with a lot of adolescents that have dropped out of school. Maybe they're being homeschooled right. because they just cannot tolerate going to school because they feel so anxious. That's right. You know, as a nutritionist, we understand how this can happen. You know, we believe anxiety is caused by a brain function, which is kind of, Kind of put it up there in the brain. Yep. And that is impacted by the foods you are eating. So that's kind of interesting to think about, too. Right. How your brain is influenced by the foods that you're eating. You know, if we look at seemingly small, insignificant changes in our diet in the last, say, maybe last hundred years, we see that our food has been stripped of nutrients essential for health, happy, well-balanced brains which ends up causing anxiety for a lot of people. It sure does. And these are not, you know, it's not big changes. They were small, insignificant changes that occurred over many, many years. That's right. Right. And now we're just seeing a big escalation in all of this anxiety and depression. I mean, every day we have clients coming in Mm -hmm. and that's always a box checked. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, many research studies have found that processed carbs, such as those cereals and pasta and chips, high sugar treats and soda have really have really contributed to the excessive anxiety. 
Um, and I know just from my own experience that cereal, which mm-hmm. I ate a lot of, especially in college, mm-hmm. definitely increased my anxiety and, and made me feel just more tense all the time. But I bet when you were eating it, you had no clue that it was the cereal causing the anxiety. Oh, no connection. It was for sure, you know, just college courses and yes. my own life in general, right? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> so you may have found that sugar and processed carbs have set you up, just like Marcy said, to have anxiety. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, what am I eating to support my brain function? Right. I mean, not many people walk around. What am I eating to... <laughs> no. no, no, they don't. So an interesting study was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that a deficiency of a nutrient called choline was highly associated with anxiety. And one study found that middle-aged and older adults who had the highest rate of anxiety had the lowest level of choline. Now, we haven't talked about Mm. choline before on the air. No, no. So this is a new thing. This is a new thing. Right. And so what in our weight and wellness series, we teach you that when you eat egg yolks or fatty fish like salmon, sardines, mackerel, you're supporting your choline production. Uh, Choline is good for healthy brain function. So why not eat the entire egg or eat all the fatty fish you can to support your brain function and feel the benefit of less anxiety? So, you know, listeners, you have to ask yourself, are you eating the whole egg or are you just eating the egg white? Right. We see this so often. Oh, I know. Uh, You know, consider this. Do you generally have more things to worry about today than your great grandmother had? Or are you experiencing anxiety because it's a choline deficiency right. because you've only been eating egg whites? I know. <laughs> Eat the egg. So again, you know, here's something else to think about. Have you been avoiding the egg yolk because you have heard and you've started to believe that old, outdated, inaccurate information that egg yolks we're bad for us. Well, we, oh. I mean, we still hear it in class. Oh, I, well, and I just had a client last week ask me, I can really eat that many egg yolks? You know, and because, you know, they think that it's because there's cholesterol and fat in egg yolks. So, right. You know. So, you know, or did you just become choline deficient because you believed, again, it's old, outdated, inaccurate information. It so, is. So, hey. Go ahead and eat two or three eggs every day if you want. Please. If you like them. Yeah. And you then don't have cold. to, but you, you know, if you like them. That's right. Because <laughs> there are other ways, but you need some choline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so now that you can understand how important it is to have that good choline in your diet, you know, let's think about what are you willing to eat to increase your choline level and decrease that anxiety because that's what we're talking about today well so a lot of our clients we know this uh they eat a couple of eggs cooked in butter for breakfast every day they do and then after a few weeks they have less anxiety they come in and say you know gee i'm feeling so much better i have more energy i sleep better i i I don't have that anxiety any longer. Right. Or even sometimes they'll just say, I'm sleeping better. I have more energy and I'm more peaceful. They don't even realize necessarily that they even had anxiety sometimes. Very good point, Marcy. That's true. So true. 
You know, and another way to get your choline in for the day is to make maybe some devil eggs. You know, it's summertime. It's time to whip out those eggs, mm-hmm. for you know. Um, and we use, we suggest using like that safflower oil mayo. They taste great and they're going to support that choline production. You know, most kids and teens and even adults love those deviled eggs. So again, you know, you think about deviled eggs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I always make them at Thanksgiving time, but have you made them lately? Right. You know. So if you're a parent of a teen who is experiencing anxiety, and again, it's just amazing. Every week, we all see one or two of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, would they be willing to eat a piece or a slice of quiche? Now, think about quiche. What is it? Yeah. It's, it's eggs and cream and, and vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> so quiche is full of choline and other nutrients for the brain. or perhaps. You know, just make an egg bake. Easy. Easy. So easy and yummy, and you can eat on it all week. Exactly. Right. You know, I think it's it's almost time for a break. Okay. She's, so, um, you know, it's, it is clear that for most people, cereal, even with that skim milk, will lead to more anxiety. So how can you add eggs to your diet? You know, I'm always asking myself, what can I do to support my brain function and reduce my anxiety? Uh, listeners, maybe you're asking yourself, what can I eat to prepare, you know, for my family to help them reduce their anxiety? I know that, you know, I had to change a lot of my eating mm-hmm. to help me decrease a lot of my own anxiety. I bet you don't eat cereal at all any longer. Because, mm. you know, when we come back from break, Marcy, I want you to tell you a little bit more about your story of of when your anxiety started and yeah, what no. you've done to change things. And because people people really believe what another person says more than research. <laughs> right. They need to, to hear it from, from you. Yes. All right. Well, let's head to break. You know, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today, Dar and I are discussing the many nutritional causes of anxiety. If you have a question about, about anxiety, give us a call in studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist, and I'm here with Marcy Vasky, who is also a licensed nutritionist, and we're discussing what foods you should eat to manage anxiety. Hmm. When you are preparing breakfast, do you stop and think, hmm, is this good for my brain or bad for my brain? Right. I don't think that's a real people. common morning question. <laughs> <laughs> is this breakfast going to help control my anxiety during a high stress day? Or will I have a meltdown? That's a good question. (laughs) You know, I know for my kids, because I don't want them to have a meltdown, when I feed them eggs cooked in butter with some sweet potato fries, maybe, you know, it's going to help them much more than if I give them cereal and skim milk. Because I know that's going to set them up for more of an anxiety reaction Mm -hmm. in their body. And, you know, even some days if we're running late, I'll whip up one of those protein shakes, smoothies. They love them. It has that good canned coconut milk. Uh, Because again, I know that skipping breakfast is going to contribute to a lot of excessive anxiety. You know, skipping breakfast for anyone 
it leads to more anxiety. Yes. Even if you don't have anxiety, generally, you will have anxiety if you skip breakfast. Yes, correct. So we had a caller that was wondering about, okay, so what can I eat for choline because I am sensitive to eggs. Well, here's an idea. Yesterday, I was working with a little boy, nine-year-old boy that has some ADD, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, and he loves to get up and eat in the morning. And so he loves to have a tuna salad for breakfast. Oh, my gosh. So tuna salad, salmon salad, that would work great. Yes. You know, so mom just makes it with a, a little bit of, actually, she puts in her tuna salad, she puts mayonnaise, the safflower mayonnaise, mm-hmm. a little bit of salary, and some peas. You know, and perfect. Just, and then he's got enough carbohydrates, so he isn't hungry right away, and he loves that, and he eats a lot of it. Wow, which is great for him. That it is so. So good. that's another idea for people that are looking to add more choline if they happen to have an egg sensitivity. So, Marcy, before break, we were you were going to share a little bit of how food has affected your anxiety level and what you've done to change that through the years. Right, right. You know, really looking back, I was anxious as a kid even. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I look at what I was eating, it was it was sugar cereal. It was skim milk because that's what, you know, was the rage, right? Drinks. Well, one of the things just working with a lot of uh, young kids, I have noticed that people that are, that are kind of... Ju- generally gluten sensitive when they were born Mm -hmm. as a child, Mm -hmm. which my guess you were. Mm -hmm. And they tend to have a little more problems with sleep. They don't, they're restless sleepers and they also have more anxiety. Yeah. So that interesting, of course, when you were eating the cereal, right. It's just, (sighs) I mean, it was just a two, two bad things, right? Yeah. Two bad things. (laughs) So I, you know, I, it, I kind of, you know, just went through that phase. And then as a teen, I was eating diet or drinking Diet Pepsi and eating oh. Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups for lunch. That's anxiety producing right Whoa. there. Oh, I mean, <laughs> there, it was written all over. That was going to really not create a good, good feeling in me. You know, and then, of course, I go off to college and you know what college diets look like. Mm-hmm. I was a big time cereal eater. My favorite was frosted mini wheats with skim milk. And as much as I could eat was butter, you know, and bagels and all that kind of stuff. So always having this low grade anxiety, just current running through my um, day, through my, you know, my life. But what I learned was that, you know, as I got smarter and was interested more and more in nutrition, I understood I could watch my pattern. If I was eating high sugary foods, I would have more anxiety if I wasn't getting enough of that good protein and healthy fats, then my anxiety would be higher. So I could really started to put that all together. And now I know, I mean, there'd be some days, you know, cause I'm a human being and some days I don't eat enough protein or I'm not, I lack in it a little bit and I'll know right away mm-hmm. that I need to, you know, get some turkey or some salmon, mm-hmm. to get some good choline. I, you know, I think typically Marcy for women, it is really hard for us to concentrate on eating number number one eating frequently enough, right? And number two, eating enough protein and fat to keep our blood sugar balanced and to keep our brain balanced, right? It just that's just the way women are wired these days. 
we have to really concentrate on it. We do and make those efforts. And it's worth it because as soon as you don't, then some of those symptoms start popping back. So, it's you know, it's kind of going back to what we were talking about. Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that when people start experiencing memory loss yeah, or depression right. or anxiety, you know, what are they prescribed? You know, often mental exercises such as solving puzzles. <laughs> right. Or maybe a medication. Yeah. Or psychotherapy. However, food and nutrition are rarely suggested. Oh, yeah. I've it's never. sad, isn't it? It is. And it's frustrating, you know. Because when we really look at it, we need nutrients and food to have our brain function right. Yes. It just makes sense. It does. Just feed the brain. You know, and, and kind of the bottom line is just like our heart and our bones, our brains need a good diet of nutrients to function at its peak. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can even tell, again, even with that fat piece, if I'm not getting enough good fats, I feel unfocused and, you know, just all of those symptoms start coming back. You know, and one thing is that the American Heart Association recommends limiting sugar. Now, listen to this, everybody. No, to no more than six teaspoons per day for heart health. So what is good for the heart is going to be good for your brain. So, you know, Marcy, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, but if you drink a Coke or a Pepsi or a Mountain Dew, you're getting, you know, 17, anywhere from 15 to 16 to 17 teaspoons of sugar in that one soda drink. Yes. And you're saying not more than six teaspoons per day day. across the board. Yes. And I am always telling people this in my classes that I teach and their jaws just drop. Yes. But I think it's so important because we talk about teaspoons of sugar all the time and People are like, get dizzy with it. But if you can put it like you're drinking 17 teaspoons, you cannot have more than six or you should not. Or you know what? If you really want to see it, just spoon 17 teaspoons into a Mountain Dew can or bottle and you will see what you're really taking in. Or you'll see what your adolescent teenage son or daughter is yes doing. and why that anxiety might be higher for them mm-hmm. you know and now it's summertime so blizzards mm-hmm. right oh, yes 48 teaspoons of sugar people mm-hmm. not good no not good so so you know as, as a nutritionist i realize that a deficiency of even just one nutrient can lead a person to having more anxiety Kind of surprising. One nutrient. Right. You know, we understand a deficiency in choline, which we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. can lead to anxiety. We also know that a deficiency in vitamin D can lead to depression and anxiety. So today is a great day to get out and get a little vitamin D. That's right. You know, several studies have found that low levels of vitamin D can lead to seasonal affective disorder, known as SAD, Mm -hmm. a condition of anxiety and depression. We also recommend having your vitamin D level checked at least once a year. Oh, yeah. You know, most people feel their best when their blood levels of vitamin D is between 50 and 80. But in Dr. Daniel Amen's book, Unchain Your Brain, he recommends 50 to 100 as a good level of positive thoughts. And he personally says, I want mine around 100. Wow. So, um, so... 
you know, today, you know, as a nutritionist, when a client is experiencing anxiety, we always look deeper. So we're going to take a little deeper look at some additional research. Right, right. And, And, you know, one of those bits of research is a landmark study that was published 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was 2004. Um, and the nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, Dar and I and all the rest of us have been quoting it ever since. We have. <laughs> you know, and what they found, they found a remarkable connection between the brain and the gut. The study was called Gut as Our Second Brain. So this is old research. This yes. is even before... Uh, dishing up nutrition got started. <laughs> We've been looking at this. So, you know, in 2010, a gastroenterologist, Dr. Stephen Collins from the McMaster University in Canada, found that giving mice who had chronic digestive issues, chronic colitis, what am I trying to say? <laughs> colitis. Colitis. That the probiotic bifidobacterium longum reduced anxiety behavior. And I know we have to go on break, so we'll come back to this yeah, study and talk a little bit really more. important. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you are dishing to, or you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition counseling and life-changing nutrition education. And as a teen, I personally experienced a lot of anxiety, as I talked about, because I didn't realize that what I was eating was the driving force really behind all that anxiety. So if it sounds like you, I really encourage you to make an appointment with me or one of our other nutritionists to let us help change your nutrition to reduce that depression and that anxiety that you may be experiencing. I know you're probably saying, well, what does food have to do with anxiety? Well, let me tell you that you are learning a lot of today about it, and it does, nutrition really does impact our anxiety. So if you have questions, call our office at 651-699-3438. And Marcy, one of the other things, I want to invite everyone to tune in next week to listen to Cara and Carolyn as they talk about how food affects acne, foods that increase acne and foods that decrease acne. So just tune in next week, too, and we'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you said to yourself, this summer I'm going to lose weight? I bet a lot of people have said that. I think so. (laughs) We know that summer is really a perfect time to lose weight because it's really a lot easier to lose weight because there's all those fresh vegetables Mm -hmm. and the weather is warmer and it's easier to get out and take a walk. And it's easy to have great meats on the grill. Yes, they're so tasty. I'm getting my grill fixed up a little bit here in the next few days. Nice. And we also, it's easier because we have our summer nutrition for weight loss program starting next week. You know, and you're not fighting the snow and all that. And um, maybe the traffic, but not the snow. (laughs) So we meet once a week with other class members and... You meet twice um, in the three months with a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So you could make an mar- appointment with Marcy and you get two individual appointments and you experience success. So if you have any questions, just give our office a call. It's 651-699-3438 and they'll help you find a location and a time that works best for you. Because we have them all over the Twin City area. We do. And it's just such a great, great experience for people. They really enjoy it. 
You know, so getting back to the show a little bit, I mm-hmm. think to start out, we had a couple callers, Dar. Mm-hmm. One on lutein and one on eggs. Okay. Well, you know, it's a good question on lutein. Lutein is great for your eyes. And yes, we get it from the egg yolk. And so eating eggs is a great source of lutein. So not only does it help you, you get more choline for your brain, but you get some lutein for your eyes. Perfect. And what kind of eggs? Well, you know, we always think that eggs that are organic or eggs that are from pasture-raised chickens, Mm -hmm. that means they're running around and eating grass, Mm -hmm. have the most nutrients. Right. And they taste the best. They do. But, you know, if you can't eat those, eat just eggs because you're still getting some choline and you're still getting some lutein in those. Maybe not as much, but you're still getting some. Right. So good. Let's go back to we were talking about before break. We were talking about this research that was done at that McMaster University in Canada. And they found that mice who had kind of chronic digestive systems problems, which is called colitis. And we, we know a lot of people have that, too. So mice had it. And they found that when they had that and they didn't have any bifidobacteria, that they had a lot of anxiety. Interesting. So what they did is they gave them bifidobacterium longum, and it reduced their anxiety behavior. And these, and which was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, what's, what did what did they find from this research? They found that when mice lacked bifidobacteria in their gut, they had anxiety. Right. So when they gave them the bifidobacteria. They had less anxiety. So they were looked at this and said, wow, this is really amazing. And they saw this behavior change in mice. So then they thought, let's try it in people. Great idea. (laughs) So Dr. Collins went on to demonstrate that gut bacteria can influence anxiety-like behavior, not only in mice, but also in people. Right. You know, and I think about that a little bit and just thinking about my own anxiety. And once I started, you know, repopulating my digestive system with some good bifido, Mm -hmm. you know, helped very much. Well, you know, and we talk about this on the show that bifidobacteria is first, we first get it when we are breastfed. Right. So, again... And I wasn't, so I never had it. Yes. Right? So, so you were like those mice. I was like that mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So again, the correct probiotic, which is, we think at this, for anxiety, it would be bifidobacteria. Right. Can actually reduce anxiety in both mice and in humans. Just What a simple. And we know that bifidobacteria helps to reduce colon cancer risk by 50%. Right. So, so it's a win-win. It is a win-win. Get some bifido. You know, I, I love that kind of research. It's just, <laughs> when you put it all together, it just makes so much sense. Yes, it does. Um, and kind of some of the other research that we were talking about earlier, um, that 2004, and the follow-up research in 2010, uh, there was also additional research about the gut microbiome which has been conducted linking anxiety, depression, and many of these other health issues to the health of our gut. So that might be a little bit, you know, new information Mm -hmm. for you. I know a lot of people, when I talk about how the gut, 
you know, is connected to the brain and these symptoms and conditions, people just sort of look at me a little cockeyed, like, really? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So you have to then ask the question, what does this mean to you as a parent with a child or an adolescent who's experiencing anxiety mm-hmm. that can't even, maybe they can't even force themselves to crawl out of bed and go to school. Or maybe you are the one that's having anxiety. You know, maybe you're having fear of losing your job and you just can't face work. It's just overwhelming. Over- for, and, we, and we see a lot of people like this. We do. You know, or you might be wondering, does my second brain, my gut, influence my mood, anxiety, and well-being? You know, again, in our weight and wellness series, we're teaching people that when they eat animal protein, the bifidobacteria in their gut helps to break down the meat into amino acids. That's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what happens then is those amino acids are really the building blocks of our brain chemicals called neurotransmitters. Now, I know we've talked about this on the show before, Mm -hmm. but these are brain chemicals that carry messages from one cell to the other cell. And the neurotransmitter serotonin helps us to feel calm, peaceful, happy. So then you have less anxiety. Mm -hmm. So So, maybe this, Marcy, let's go through that scenario one more time. Right. You You eat eat the protein. Well, you have the bifidobacteria first. Right. You have some good bifidobacteria in your intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. You eat the protein, breaks it down into amino acids, and then those amino acids turn into our neurotransmitters. And one of them is serotonin. Serotonin. And that makes us feel happy. Happy. (laughs) So then there's another neurotransmitter called dopamine. And I love dopamine. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that helps us have energy, Mm self-esteem, And positive thoughts, right? And all of our neuro, all of our neurotransmitters are made from meat and fish, or eggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can use eggs, um, but really, those the meat and fish really needs bifidobacteria in our small intestinal tract to as- access those amino acids, right? And that improves all of our neurotransmitter levels. And it helps our brain function better. So again, this is the gut brain connection. And it's connected the gut brain anxiety connection also. Right, exactly. So if you're lacking in any of those things. You're gonna have more anxiety. More anxiety. Or even depression. Yeah. So where are how are we on break time? Oh, we got one minute, she's telling me. Okay. So I'll talk really fast. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so now it might be the question is, what do we need to eat? And we've kind of been saying it all along, but we need to eat that meat, eggs, or fish to support the production of those essential brain chemicals. Mm -hmm. So think about this one. You know, if your Mm -hmm. child has had strep throat or ear infections, and they no doubt had to be on some antibiotics. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we know that antibiotics... Kill the bad strep bacteria, which they should do. Right. But antibiotics also kill off that good bifidobacteria, which causes your inside machinery Mm -hmm. to kind of shut down. Right. And you become deficient in serotonin, dopamine, and other key brain chemicals that make you feel good. You know, a deficiency of a brain chemical 
can lead to anxiety and depression. So when you think about ear infections, step throat, multiple rounds of antibiotics, they actually can lead to anxiety and depression, and we see it every day. We do. We definitely do. And it's shocking to people. I know. And I think when we come back, let's talk more about that. Okay. And um, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and today our show is all about anxiety. There are many causes, and sometimes there are very simple solutions. If you or your teen has been drinking you know, several sodas a week, you may have depleted your body of key minerals such as magnesium or calcium. There's research that says it clearly tells us it indicates a lack of magnesium often leads to muscle cramps, a racing heart, and anxiety. So here's a simple solution many of my clients have found very helpful to reduce anxiety is to take about 400 milligrams of that magnesium glycinate at bedtime. You know, they sleep much better. They have less anxiety the next day. And if you want more information, just give us a call at 651-699-3438. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, June is a busy teaching month at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. In addition to offering our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss program, we're also offering six our six-week Weight and Wellness series. For some, you know, eating better is just returning to how you ate as a child. Right. Well, for others who grew up on processed food, you know, that box stuff. Yes. It is a giant step for people to make. Right. You know, so pick a class series and use the summer to make the changes that you need for your health. So go to our website, weightandwellness.com, or call 651-699-3438 and, you know, ask your questions. Figure out which series is going to work best for you. Do it. They're both great. You know, before we left for the break, we were talking about um, how antibiotics can lead to that anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and there's another kind of interesting fact is that let's think about your child. When they lack good bifidobacteria in their intestinal tract, they you not only shut down that production of your good positive brain chemicals, but you'll also start to experience cravings for everything sugar. Oh, yes. Right? Yes, you do. So I, I have nine-year-old twins, and I use them as little <laughs> test tubes, just like myself. <laughs> so about my son was probably three or four, and he had gotten strep throat, and he had an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to test out some research, so yes. he got to be my person. And after his antibiotic was done, about three or four days afterward, I didn't give him the probiotic. Mm -hmm. I wanted to see if this would work. And lo and behold, those sugar cravings, he couldn't get enough carbohydrates. It was amazing. So lesson learned. You don't don't have to do this on your own, kid. I will be mother of the year. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Because I probably wasn't very nice. But, you know, he's it, it really makes a big difference. So what and what does that mean? They might be looking for they want more juice, they want more ice cream or bags of chips. And maybe you've even experienced this yourself as mm-hmm. an adult after an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sad to say, but sugar and processed carbs, they, it feeds the bad bacteria. And so then, lo and behold, you might need more antibiotics to get rid of the strep. 
Right. So as you can see, there are many nutritional reasons that can cause anxiety. At Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we believe it is important to determine the real reason behind the anxiety and then change your nutrition to change your life. You know, Dr. Daniel Amen, author of Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, says you need to get serious about your brain. You do. And the first step is to eat real food, quit sugar and sodas, get plenty of healthy fats in your diet, and quit eating bread. Simple. Simple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, except for the people who love the bread and it's the morning period of it, but it's so good for you to get it out of your life. Yes. You know, so you're probably saying to yourself, I hear what you're telling me, but what does that look like? How can I put that together? You know, how do that, how do you change your nutrition to reduce that anxiety? Well, first of all, we think it's really important that you come in for an appointment with one of our nutritionists at Nutritional Weight and Wellness because we can really sit down with you to help determine what has caused you to have that intense anxiety. We'll just ask you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. We might ask you, you know, was your birth a vaginal birth or a mm-hmm. C-section? Were you breastfed? When did you take antibiotics? How many did you do take? You know, all of these factors really play and influence your in your microbiome and your brain health. So microbiome is just that really fancy word for gut health. You yes, know? it is. Yes, but it's very popular right now. It is. You know, for over 20 years, we've been encouraging clients to support their intestinal health with bifidobacteria, you know, to eat a diet of meat, vegetables, and good fat. Right. And to give up carbs and soda. You know, with these simple changes... We've seen clients reverse their anxiety condition. And you can attest to that, can't you, Marcia? Oh, for sure. Yes. You know, really, and when I said reverse, I really mean reverse. They can reverse the condition of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Powerful. It is. And all you have to do is just change what you're putting in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, well, we say that all day long. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just so important. And so... We can't leave this discussion until about anxiety until we connect low blood sugar to anxiety disorders. And we talk about this all the time in classes. All the time. And in consultations. And on the radio. <laughs> so listen, people, if you haven't heard it there, you're going to hear it again today. Yes. So we know when you eat processed carbs and your blood, sh- your sugar, you know, those things are filled with sugar, your blood sugar will go up. So what happens then? Well, your pancreas releases the insulin to bring it back to normal. But however, for many people, it overcorrects and they experience low blood sugar. So when you have low blood sugar, you know, when it's low, Mm -hmm. you have less blood flow to your brain and you have less glucose or blood sugar to your brain cells. And then you can experience anxiety and depression, and even the anxiety can get to that kind of that panic level of anxiety, you know, panic attacks. Yes. And when your blood sugar level is low, panic and anxiety can really set in. So we think to avoid anxiety, it is important to eat five times a day, eat in balance with meat, vegetables, and good fat to prevent anxiety attacks. I think that if I personally was experiencing kind of anxiety all the time, I could do this. I oh. could say, I'm eating meat, vegetable, and fats 
five times a day. In fact, I do it now right. every day. So, you know, good food, if you think about this, has no bad side effects. Right. <laughs> you just feel in charge point. of your life. Yes, there are no bad side effects. You just got to try it. Yes, try exactly. it on for size. I mean, what, you know, what is the harm in it? And the thing is, is sometimes, like I said earlier, you know, people don't even realize the amount of anxiety that they're experiencing until they maybe start eating more balanced. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, wow, oh, I just, I didn't even know that was there. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, and I think one of the things if they think about this, they can roll out of bed and they have to have something ready for breakfast. Yeah. You know, and I was really interesting when I was working with this little boy yesterday that as soon as he wakes up, he wants to eat. Well, it's just having the right food available for him to eat right away. So like the tuna salad was perfect for him. Right. He was looking forward to it. Yes. But again, you know, another person could do egg salad. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, maybe you put it on like a really healthy gluten-free cracker or a wasa cracker or whatever is okay for you. Right. But it's it's getting the blood sugar balanced. And then maybe two hours later. You follow it up with maybe a protein shake or. Yeah. Or even some, you know, um, wild rice meatballs Mm -hmm. or maybe you like cottage cheese. You could have a little cottage cheese and some berries and, you know, throw some almonds on there. So it isn't like you have to you don't have to have gourmet food all the time. I always say that, too. Yeah. It's not reinventing the wheel. You know, a bowl of chili for lunch. Perfect. With some sour cream on top would be perfect to be an anti-anxiety type of lunch. Right. I think if we start thinking in terms of, okay, anti-anxiety type of snack for the afternoon. Right. I mean, we could do something like, you know, even uh, smoked salmon, you know, or some salmon salad, Mm -hmm. right? Because that would always be a great choice. And again, you could put it on some cracker or you could use celery and, you know, eat it with that. You know, one of the things that I've been doing lately is just have some cut up steak or cut up chicken breast and a few grapes, Mm -hmm. a little bit of vegetable and maybe some peanut butter. And that's an afternoon snack. No, that's great. So, you know, I think one of the things is, you know, our goal in nutritional weight and wellness is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. You know, it's simple. Yet a powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. And thank you for listening today. Thank you, Marcy, for sharing your story. Of course. And it works. It does. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.